Welcome to Freedom from Attachment, Living Fulfilled, Happy, and in Love, with your host, author, entrepreneur, and behavioral relationship expert, Tracy Crossley. Before we start today's podcast, I wanted to share some comments from some of Tracy's clients that have worked with her in both group coaching situations and one-on-one coaching. And to reach out to Tracy for a discovery session, please email her at happiness at tracycrossley.com. That's happiness at tracycrossley.com. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. My aunt had told me about Tracy's podcast deal with it over a year ago. I've been listening to it ever since. So after my last breakup, I said, that's it, and decided to take the leap of faith and do coaching with Tracy. Tracy helps you break through and question your feelings and emotions and get to the root cause of those. I'm thankful for all that I have realized about myself, thanks to her. If you are noticing that you keep attracting the same type of relationships and you just can't figure out why, it's time to figure it out. Tracy will help you get there. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Freedom from Attachment. And of course, I have another wonderful topic to talk about. And I say that because somebody actually wrote this topic in and I was looking at it and I thought, you know what, I'm going to move this one to the top of the list. So I actually moved it pretty quickly up to the top of the list. Uh, since I only received it, I think like a week or two weeks ago. And I thought, no, this has got to, this has got to happen. Okay. So for all of you in attached situations, I believe you will appreciate this. This is called, I adore you. I want you in my life, but only as a friend, not a lover. Ooh. And I say, Ooh, cause I've had that shit said to me before. Okay. And it was of course a lie because of course that's not really what it was. Right. Um, you know, lover. Oh, wait a minute. What lover? Oh, I I said friend. Oh, but you mean I'm sleeping with you or I'm trying to kiss you. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's just be friends. Even though I know that that was what was happening. Yeah. That kind of shit. Okay. So thank you, Susan, uh, my listener for, uh, sending this in. And if you want to send a topic in happiness at tracycrossley.com, always happy to do it. If it fits within the framework of what this podcast is all about. So I decided, you know, again, that this was some frustrating horseshit that a lot of us end up living through, right? And so what the hell am I talking about? Let's get a little deeper with this. You have sex or you talk on the phone for hours or he or she is the first one you text when anything happens and vice versa. So it sounds like a connection, right? Sounds like maybe there's a relationship of some sort, whether it's a friendship. Well, not really with the sex, because that would be friends with benefits. And then really, you're not really friends. You're just fucking each other, right? So (laughs) it's like all the gray lines we put in there. uh huh. So it's not a connection. And I'm sorry, you know, this whole thing is just such a fictional tale. But we, when we're attached, we get so strung up in it, right? And it's oh, wow. Oh, you know what? Um, Yeah, things are getting out of hand here. So let's not have sex and let's be friends. So you think, okay, this sucks. There's a lot of pain, suffering and so on. And you stick around in this one-sided relationship where the other person has a lot of fear and this is their way of making it safe. And meanwhile, your fear is right there of leaving as much as you hate being there. And hopefully you don't hate yourself. Although I remember hating myself 
and you know all the other ugly feelings that go with it because you're attached and you want to let go. And so your brain is trying to come up with some wonderful fantasy, like, oh, maybe they'll get it at some point. Maybe everything will work out and you know be hunky-dory at some point so that all this suffering I'm going to put myself through will be worth it, right? And so you know they say all this shit to you. And I'm like, okay, you're like, okay, I'm getting in the friend zone. I'm getting in the friend zone. And then you have dinner or you're hanging out and sex or kissing happens. And not a friend kiss, like a peck on the cheek, but full on session. Okay. Or for some of you, the, I adore you. I want us to, you know, to be get together someday, but for now, let's just be friends bullshit. This can be earth shattering to your being. You feel like you're worthless and you stay. That's what I mean, like all of those crappy feelings and you're like, oh my God, what am I doing? Why am I staying here? Oh, they adore me. He said, or she said all these wonderful words to me. So I better stay because there's a chance that maybe this can work out and stop being a friendship and it can be, let's say, a real relationship, right? So you stay, even though you think you cannot escape or somehow you're an asshole if you leave it. Well, they are giving me these little breadcrumbs, so I better not leave. Or if you leave the situation, scarcity kicks in, reminding you this may be your one and only chance to have your soulmate because, you know, you get along in certain ways and some things seem magical. So let me just say, this is not magic. This is pain. Raise your hand, by the way, or message me if this is you. Obviously, you can't raise your hand. This isn't live. But message me. I'd love to hear how many people resonate with this because I've lived through this. Oh, my God. So <laughs> when I that's why when I saw it, I went... Oh, yeah, I can speak to that. Mm. So why does this matter? Well, this is not a relationship, no matter what it is, not, okay? Because you are denying yourself and waiting for a someday that may or may not come. And as you wait, you get frustrated, angry, and these are not feelings to build a loving partnership on. That's the first reason it matters. Another reason this is not love. This is complete and total fear. So you need to look at why you say yes to it if you want to have a stable and happy relationship with someone at some point. Another reason, you're allowing yourself to be put in a position where you'll be hurt constantly. What about when they date someone else and you are their friend with the blurry lines? What is that benefit? What do you get from that? You know, and that is the thing I believe that's a kicker, right? So you have to always look at the benefit, but we have a hard time doing that because we're so focused on fearing loss that we're just looking for the little bits and pieces that keep us there. Okay. Another reason, even if at some point they decide to choose you, you have not chosen you. You're not choosing you by doing this and you'll still be at the mercy of this person, or it may be a total turnoff by then since there is not any more avoidance on their part, but now there might be avoidance on your part because that happens a lot of the time, right? They're not choosing you. They're not choosing you. And then they choose you. And you're just like, oh, fuck it. I don't want anything to do with this. Um, and lastly, if you're afraid to vacate their life because you are afraid they're going to find someone else, well, guess what? Whether you're there or not, they'll either come for you or they'll be with someone else anyways. You have no control. And a lot of us will stay because we think we have that control. You don't. I promise you, you don't. So you're not controlling the situation by remaining. So. What are some examples of this awesome craziness, right? Oh my God. I could have come up with examples to fill a book. I could probably write a book on this. Uh, let's see. Here's one. You have a date with them to hang out. They come over and you think you will spend the night having sex and hanging out. Oh, guess what? 
Instead, it's he or she anxiously tells you they almost canceled because they were anxious. They cannot give you what you want, okay? But they say they adore you. And you only hear adore you. Those are the words that stick, like I was saying a few minutes ago, right? The adore you. You immediately feel that sex will get them to change their mind or you feel if they don't have sex with you after all that bullshit about their anxiety that you are a total loser. So you need that kind of validation to at least get them to fuck you. So then you feel like, okay, and now you want to be my friend, but I want to have sex anyways. And they're like willing to oblige, right? And yet it changes nothing. It's not like they go, my God, you're a superstar in bed. Um, you know, everything I said about being friends, forget it. But they will never have boundaries with you. They'll act like they have boundaries and then they blow through their boundaries. I mean, it's just kind of like, oh my God. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, here's another one. You have so much fun talking on the phone and going and doing things, but you notice them start to pull back. They say, again, I adore you, love you, whatever they're saying, right? But I can only be your friend right now. You deserve, you deserve more than I can give you. That's always a good line. And they then continue to hold your hand and act like nothing changed. You're confused because you heard the words, but hmm, those actions, they just don't match. So instead of taking care of yourself, you stay in this no man's land of hell with this person following their lead and feeling worse about yourself. Oh my God, this is just so crazy, right? I lived this shit. I hated this shit. It is so not a real relationship. And that to me, if you're saying that, those words, I fucking can't believe I'm here. This so sucks. You're telling all your friends. You feel like crap. Okay. That you're in a situation that is causing you pain. Now, here's the thing. And I'm giving you a couple more examples. But here's the thing. You can't just go, well, I'm out. Because there's a reason you're there. And you have to honor the reason by figuring out on a deep level, what is it that keeps me attached to the shit? Okay. So uh, another example. The person you started dating a couple months ago gives you the talk. I adore you, but I can only be friends with you. A couple days later, you see their car on the road. You know where this person's ex lives and you know they're headed over there. You call a million times, no answer. You feel like a worthless asshole. You're totally unhinged, though no one else may know that, right? But in your head, you're like, oh my God, I'm a crazy person. And you keep thinking, why? Why, why, why? Did they just give me the stupid talk so they could be with someone else? Well, they would have been with someone else whether they gave you the talk Regardless, just remember that, okay? Remember, you have no control over the other person and their actions. And lastly, here's another wonderful example. You see them on a date with someone else. You have no power there. All you have is hell. Like on their social media, right? There's a picture with them with someone else. And you're just like, are you fucking kidding me? And you just feel all the blood drain out of your body. And you just want to die, right? That whole horrible, horrible feeling. And you want to not be attached to this dumbass, but here you are wondering how to disentangle yourself at the same time. You want a moving vehicle to run you over because that's how worthless you feel. That, I just remember like those feelings and feeling like a nutball. And then of course, the lack of response or the lack of anything from this person, except I want to be your friend, really doesn't make a fucking difference. Oh my God, I just remember... So many, so many things, right? I remember when I was attached to this one person um, who did this back and forth. Like sometimes he was my friend and I didn't know it. And other times he was my friend and he was doing all this same shit. Like all of those scenarios I lived in, right? With the same person, by the way. And so I was getting mixed message central all the time, like all the time. 
And I just remember we would go hang out, you know, we go do things together. And this one night we're at dinner and we had gone shopping and we're hanging out and we're getting ready to part ways. <laughs> and, you know, he gives me a kiss on the cheek. I'm like, what is going on? He's like, I just, I just feel better if there's like no, you know, sexual anything going on. I'm like, um, okay, that's not what I want. Well, that's what I want. And that's all he really cared about was what he wanted. Right. And I'm sitting here going, well, I only care about what I want. Right. <laughs> so you got to remember that they want something different than you. You want something different than them. And anyways, um, yeah. And then a few weeks later, I'm having a party and this dude's trying to maul me in the hallway. I'm like, what happened to my friend? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, living in mixed message hell is what you're talking about when you're talking about this kind of shit. And that's why it's a problem. And those examples, uh, please let me know if any of those apply to you. Seriously. All right. So what's the lesson here? And what can you do to start changing that, right? Well, awareness is key because it always is the first step. It's always the first step. Second step, stop pressuring yourself to do anything. Meaning do not force yourself to leave. Do not force yourself to sleep with them. Do not force yourself to be nice or mean. Don't do any of that because it's a waste of your time and doesn't solve the internal problem. It doesn't. Those are all sort of distractions and ways you think you're controlling a situation that you are not in control of. So any behavior that you feel forced to do, your friends telling you, whatever, stop and dig deep. The third step is to get in your body. Okay, this is what I'm talking about. You got to start digging deep. You got to do it bit by bit because you probably have a lot of anxiety. So get in your body and you have to look at your fucked up stories. Okay, you have fucked up stories about yourself, fucked up stories about this, all the fantasies. Okay, there's all fantasies, all non reality. And what I mean by that is not just the fear or this personal wake up because the fucking anvil is going to drop on their head like we're in a Bugs Bunny cartoon, right? Like they're somehow going to wake up and go, oh, oh, my God. And that stuff can happen. But you don't need to be in control of any of it. OK, you don't. You can live your life. So these stories, though, OK, so the fantasy stories like of that. Right. And I'm also talking about stories of yourself in the past and how you've seen yourself or how you feel you have to settle or this is your only soulmate or whatever crap. OK, those have nothing to do with reality. Reality is this jack hole over here. <laughs> I say some of this for comic relief, okay? Because it's so serious and, and we have to laugh a little bit. I, at least I did. I had to laugh a lot because I felt like I probably need to be locked up somewhere. So anyways, um, when I was in the middle of the shit. So with the stories, what you want to do is, and this is hard to do, is start seeing the reality. Oh, this is a story. Okay. And then stop reacting to your stories. You hear a story and you go, I don't need to react to that. I don't need to do a damn thing with that. I just need to let it float right back out. Because those feelings that come with reacting aren't real. They're reacting to a story you have created that is only your version of circumstances. It is not everybody's version of circumstances. And that is why it is not real. Okay. You want to release yourself from this prison. Well, you got to release yourself from these stories you tell yourself. And then when you stop reacting to them and realizing the feelings of reaction have nothing to do with anything, then you get the shit in your head is not real. And you go, okay, what's real? Mm -hmm. 
So to get in your body, what you want to do is pay attention to the feelings that are there when you imagine a picture of this person. Don't imagine them doing anything. Don't imagine any, just like see a picture of them. I don't know, like a portrait. Okay. Just imagine that. You're not doing anything. They're not trying to trigger you. They're not saying stupid shit. They're just in this picture. Okay. And you see how you feel when you connect to that picture. What does that feel like when I imagine a picture of that person? Okay. And notice what starts to creep in. Is the story starting to creep in as you focus on them? What other feelings are coming up? Because you want to start getting clear on what your actual attachment is. We in attachment land put a bunch of shit on that isn't true. Because the truth is attached relationships you don't even know if that person would be a good partner. You don't even know if you'd be a good partner to them because you have a fantasy about what that looks like. Healthy relationships don't look like this. They don't act like this. They are partnerships. Attachment is not a partnership. Someone who says they want to be your friend is not. They are an avoidant, okay? You are anxious. Even if you're an anxious avoidant, you're the more anxious one. They're the more avoidant one, okay? And it's to admit these things because when you don't lie to yourself, because the fantasy stuff is a form of lying to ourselves, you actually are honest. You start to change how you feel. This is how you develop value, how you develop confidence, how you stop putting up with this kind of shit in your life. It is what I had to do. It's what I help people to do. We have programs that help you to break this stuff, especially to get out of these stupid stories. And I say stupid because they are stupid. They're not because you as an adult are making up this, the basis, the foundation is when we're like five years old. And then we just build different stories, different times in our lives. And it all just keeps, you know, growing. So it's not, again, like my stories, when I started examining them, like, oh my God, like a five-year-old wrote this. Wow. Because I really couldn't even get to what was it that was so great here about this person in reality right now? What is it so amazing right now? And I will tell you, even if you tell me the sex, here's the thing. When you're less attached to them, all of a sudden the sex isn't all that exciting. It's kind of actually fucking boring. Okay. So just saying, just saying, we do not realize how we intensify our feelings with these stories that we tell ourselves. You want to obviously get clear. What is the attachment here? The attachment is I feel empty. I feel lonely. I feel sad. That gives you a bigger clue than anything about the person. Okay. So you start to get to know yourself in that way. And again, please email me, email happiness at tracycrossley.com to get some help. Seriously, at least if you're not going to do that, you know, you can look at my free group, which is on Facebook. We are actually developing an app right now. Um, you know, these things, of course, are a stopgap because when you have actually um, coaches who have been through all this shit and they've been trained, you have a whole different experience. You actually can elevate your healing quickly. So it's like, okay, I don't have to do this for 10 years. Maybe I have to do this for six months or a year, literally, because you got to think about all the decades that came already and how you've already spent all this time in this form of hell, right? That was me. Okay. So what's the universal truth? You have the right to stay in hell with this person who can't believe they got lucky enough to have you say yes to their fear too. You can stay right there with your fear and their fear and do nothing, or you can reclaim your power with truth every day. And truth is not your opinion or your BS story, by the way. It's not. Truth is what feels hard to say because you have shame or some other fucked up ego-based fear. So live in fear or start choosing yourself. Yes. So what did we talk about today? The bullshit of I adore you, but be like my buddy Winnie the Pooh and Piglet gag barf. Okay. So 
<laughs> and if you need help again, happiness at tracycrosley.com. See, I'm all excited. I'm like, oh, I can make this into like, you know, literally this could be a book about all the things that get said that are just so not true. And, you know, when you get to the other side, just one last thing on that. When you get to the other side, you see the simplicity of healthy versus the complexity of stuff like this, because it's all of these different layers of stories of words of blah, 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 that we just get sucked into. When you get out of attachment, there's a simplicity that happens because your feelings are simpler. They're not covered in all these stories that are just bullshit. And, you know, sometimes we tell stories because we have so much shame and we are like, oh my God, I'm staying here. But what's my excuse for staying here? Well, they did say they love me, right? I remember saying stuff like that. Well, he said he loved me. Oh, okay. So then your friends will maybe lay off and not think that, you know, you should break up with them because it's hard when people want you to do that because they see you're in pain. But when you're not ready to do that, it's just pressure. And that's why I'm saying to you, you've got to not pressure yourself. Don't pressure yourself. Okay. I'm going to keep talking about this. So I'm going to go, but I'm going to give you two podcasts that you can listen to. Number 357, Journey of Attachment. I can't let go. My best friend connection to my ex. That's a fun one too. And 272, other people are mirrors for us. Yes, you guys, you all take care, all right? And again, would love to hear from you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions about today's show, reach out to Tracy at info at tracycrossley.com. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave a five-star rating so it can be heard by more people. And to find out more about her programs, workshops, coaching, and her new book entitled Overcoming Insecure Attachment, visit tracycrossley.com.